Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha, and uh, here we are again. We're all sheltered in. Actually, the two guests that I have on, they're in shelter in too, so we're all here <laughs> And nobody was late because we have nothing else to do. We're just waiting for things to open up. But anyway, I, I hope everybody is staying safe out there and well. And hopefully soon this will be a distant memory, but I don't know about that yet. But I'm hoping everybody tries to stay well. It's very hard, but, you know, and being sheltered in I think was a really good, you know, thing to do. So even though who would have thought we could all be in, which is very strange. And I'm going to let each of them, we have Dick Belsley and Fran Lewis on today. Each of them will tell you a little bit about what they do. And um, it's going to be, as you, you know, we're going to talk today the impact of auth- on authors and reviewers about the COVID-19, but we're also going to talk about many other things because mostly everything that's going on in life has something to do with that. Rega- regardless of where you live, this is what's happening in the USA. So um, I'm going to let Fran say hi to everybody because Fran doesn't come on shows very often. So <laughs> I said, Fran, come on a show and talk about other things, <laughs> about that you, all right, Fran. I'm here. How are you? It's I like, know you. It's like an extra sound. I have like an echo on my phone. I don't know why. I still you hear do? the introduction somehow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm me. I'm Fran Lewis. I okay. think I'm a reviewer. Right. And, and then, do you hear it? Yeah. No, I don't hear it. So it's. A, I hear it. That's okay. It, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. a reviewer. Do you I'm hear it? Author, do you hear it, Dick? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I, Dick, I, do you I hear don't it? hear. I don't hear an echo, but I'm getting a little bit of static, but no echo. Yeah. Fran, you had that today on the show. You had that problem. Yeah. I had a problem getting on the studio, and my my computer hates me, so I have no idea what the problem is. And I'm on yeah line one, but I'm not on speakerphone or anything like that. Yeah, I, I maybe they're having some. Well, why wouldn't everybody be having issues? I don't even know. What I have to no say idea. Anymore. I have no idea. I, well, I'm glad you came points. on the show because you know uh, we hear you ask questions and talk to people all the time. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do and what you did before this, so people know. Well, for 36 years, I was a reading and writing staff developer and worked with children with learning disabilities. Um, had my mother not gotten diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I probably would have been the principal or hopefully superintendent of, of the schools because that was my goal. Um, I like to review books. It's a lot of fun. I love to um, promote authors and help them, but I won't write a negative review, not ever. If I feel like a book is not three and a half, four stars, I just write a summary. Um, I'm the editor of MJ Magazine, and hopefully after this nightmare pandemic is over, I'm going to write another um, Another issue of it, hopefully everybody will contribute something, maybe even talk about their experiences. So that's basically what I did uh, for 36 years. I taught children from every single grade, from grades K to high school uh, with, with learning disabilities. Right now I'm the family and friends homework helper. If anybody needs help in writing or reading, they know, I get called. I got called at 2 o'clock this morning to help my nephew do something online. But, yeah, I do reviews. I, I interview people. And I've authored, and I don't know why no one, you know, too many people aren't taking me up on it, uh, in, to do online interviews with anybody who wants to do question and answer or online interviews, I can promote your book. So that's basically me today, I think. Do you, th- do you think people, you know, 
don't want to interview, you know, interviews. Any, I mean, you say I, I'm surprised that they're not wanting to do interviews, especially now. So not not oh, interviews on my radio show. I'm booked until the end of October. No, uh, that I know, but you mean regular? Well, right. Well, that's true. You know, I, I don't. I don't interviews? actually love. I don't love them either. So all right, <laughs> what can I say? No, I but, mean I have the. I said, if anybody has questions that I've asked them, you know, on a show and they want to answer them, I did that with Alan Tudeski, yeah. the interpreter, and he took yeah. me up on it, and I've been promoting his book. I mean, I do. if I have a show and Dick knows, I'll just promote everybody all day long and tell everybody yeah, to I listen. Hear. And and as a matter of fact, the, yesterday I must have put, I don't know what I put on, um, just reviews on my site, and I got an email from them. There were 75 people that read the review and followed me out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, that, why, see, that's the other did. thing. You don't always know. You don't know who's, you know, sometimes you actually no. don't know who's listening or who's, list, you know, listening or also who's looking at your things. All right, let's have, Dick, how are you? I'm so glad to have you on, and you have a new book coming out, I know. Right, right. It's uh, uh, Dick Belsky, who I write under R.G. Belsky, and uh, the book is called uh, The Last Scoop. And it will be out, uh, which I realized it, it'd be out May fifth, which I looking, I suddenly dawned on me today is a week away from today. You know, because like like many of us, I think you know time is sort of stopped for us. You know, we don't really know yeah. when it is or what day. <laughs> but um, uh, the book will be out uh, next week, and uh, you know, and you know, this the, based on the title, obviously, the last scoop. It's about. The media and journalism, and uh, my, my character is a TV newswoman here in New York. And, and uh, for people who don't know, I, uh, I my real career before I started, before I did all this, is uh, uh, working as a journalist. So I worked in the New York Journal, in the New York media, for a lot of years at the New York Post, New York Daily News, and uh, NBC News. And uh, so now I write uh, now I write novels and try and put some of the some of the exciting events that happened and fictionalize them a bit and uh, and uh, and put them in my books. Well, that is what makes your your story so interesting because, you know, it, I mean, you know, and I was listening. I like to listen to the books on audibles, mm-hmm. and um, I think you know when I'm listening to you, you know, when you do first person and you do uh, a female character, that's right. really hard to do a great female. I mean, because I particularly like the parts when you are saying what the woman is thinking and. This is exactly how women think. So it's, I mean, well, like, oh, you know, yeah. this this, you know. this this started, yeah. So my character, I mean, not all my characters have been, but the current character I write is a woman journalist, and I and I write in the first person mainly because it's I'm more comfortable writing in the first person. I, to me, it's more powerful, and you know, I can you know I can say things that you can't do in the third person. In fact, when I read books, I actually prefer books in the first person in general. Um, but uh, but uh, one of the reasons that I've written about women uh, characters in the media is like I've known so many great ones. Uh, so over the years I've worked, and um, you know I, I'm old enough that uh, that I go through all the way back to the part where you know uh, it wasn't very fair being a, a, a female uh, reporter or journalist because you got you know you didn't get the good assignments and you know it wasn't like today. And so women had to really overcome an awful lot. Uh, and I knew a lot of those women who did some great work at the New York Post in the back in the 70s and 80s, and so I I, I just I absorbed a lot of that and just felt that that makes the character even more interesting than just in many cases a guy. Um, the very first book I ever wrote, the very first novel I ever wrote many years ago, I started off with a male character and a uh, a woman read it and she said, "What would you, would it be interesting if you made that a woman?" And I switched the character, and the book sort of came alive, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've done I've done both, but um, yeah, it's 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 interesting, and um, and like I say, I I know an awful lot of I've known an awful lot of women in the media, and uh, you know I've taken a lot of those stories and put them every you know, and all these women, of course, then say to me, "Oh, that's me you're writing about," and I'll have to say, "No, it's partially <laughs> you. It's a, it's 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 an awful lot of people that's uh, put together." Yeah, because right, and even the thoughts of a woman, you know, like when you you were, I don't know, you were describing a closet, and you mentioned the shoes, you know, and you know, and I and Fran knows I have a character that does like shoes and stuff like that, you know, and so it's just those little extra things that gets the writer, the reader involved, which other yeah. I don't find sometimes other people do, you know. And I'm very I do aware. Like first person. Yep. 
You are. And I'm very aware. I'm very aware in writing it. Um, you know, of the put the potential dangers or pitfalls of writing something that doesn't sound right, you know, in terms of, like, what a woman would say or do. And fortunately, yeah. uh, my first reader is my wife, and, you know, so she'll give me the, <laughs> tell me stuff about, you know, and, and my editor is, uh, is a woman, and my agent is a woman. And so, they, they, you know, they, they are, there are times they will say to me, um, I don't know if you know, a woman would say this or do this in quite this way. And I almost always will listen to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in but in general, in the big picture, you know, one of the great things I've, I've been happy about is so many women have said to me, like, wow, I really like the way you write write about women, you yeah. know. So that's that to me is a that to me is a compliment. Now and having said that, like I said, my last series which I did in two thousand fifteen through two thousand sixteen involved a male reporter. So uh, I can write both. But <laughs> but my no, character that's cool, right now a lot of times people can't write both. Okay. Fran? Yes. Yes. You write you write a little bit of everything and you have a magazine, you didn't mention that. So you have a new book that is gonna come out soon also, right? We think, we hope. As soon as I figure out a title, it's it's something I've never done before. The stories are so offbeat that they don't even belong together. Uh, they're, they're just it's just a bunch of scary stories that I decided to cook up instead of writing my faces behind the stone series. That they're, they're also in the first person because the truth is I hate writing quotation marks and dialogue and periods and commas and stuff like that. I mean, I don't want to be bothered with that. It's so much easier just to let the character speak. So, I mean, one story is called Journey to Nowhere. Um, There's another one that's called Crime Pays If You Could Get Away With It. I mean, they're just different. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. One is called 2050, Another Other World, and the last one is called... So you just wrote them and then whatever it is, it is. You're just letting it yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, one is comes to mind. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. I've been, you know, worked up some titles. I sent it to my nephew yesterday. I said, "What do you think?" He said, "I want to read it, but I have no idea what you should call it." I, I have, I have, I, I don't know. The last story, the last story is more like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. Um, it's called the confinement about somebody that's afraid to come out. It's not about the pandemic, and I just ended it as something I saw on the Twilight Zone one day when there was a group of people sitting in a restaurant, and at the end of it, this call comes out, and I won't tell you how I ended it, but we'll see what my editor says. Hopefully she won't hate it, but I still have no idea what to, I have, I have well, no we, idea I, what know, to call it. I actually, you know, sometimes what's happening now, it's like when I woke up to this morning in Chicago, it was so foggy. There was like, and you couldn't see anything, and there's no, there's like no movement, and it's like, this is the twilight, <laughs> I mean, or something, I don't even know what we can call this, because it's very, very strange. I know, Dick, you were mentioning something before, when, before we got out, you write at places, and I do the same, I go to yeah. coffee places, yeah. so how are you doing during this well, it's now. yeah. So it's 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 cause it's funny because people say to me, "Oh, wow. Well, you at least you have all this time on your hands, so you must get a lot of writing done." As if like, yeah, it's a good thing that you're stuck in you know yeah. stuck in my New York yeah. City apartment. And for me, uh, it's a it's a it's a tough thing because. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm one of these people, probably because I worked in newsrooms all my life with busy yeah. people screaming and yelling and throwing phones yeah. and everything. Um, I I can I really have always written in public. Now I work, you know, like I'll work on a manuscript, editing and stuff, maybe at home. But when I'm writing, when I'm trying to be creative, I, and I also don't I don't write on a computer. I I have a legal pad and a pen, and I go places. And like 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 you That's said, what I, I do uh, I do coffee, the same. I, coffee, I do exactly coffee that. shops. Coffee shops are like great, uh, you know. But but also I've written uh, I've written in uh, I've written uh, you know on the beach. I've written uh, you know on on park benches uh, with people around. I've ri- I've written in yeah. bars. I've I've written on the subway. <laughs> uh, and so that's that. There's something about the energy of b- having people around that always inspires me to write. And so t- in terms of being creative. Uh, yeah, being being stuck inside a house is not is not a, a helpful thing. Um, now, in fortunately, in my case, I had just finished um, my next book, 
when this whole thing started. So, uh, you know, I, I'm so I'm hoping by the time I'm actually seriously writing again that, you know, hopefully we will be somewhat back to some yeah. some version of uh, normal. Now, the one thing that it, it is good for is things like this because because I'm home, I'm, I'm I have a lot more time and a lot more interest, right. obviously, right. and and promoting the book and 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 sending emails to people and talking to people on social media and all this stuff. Like I even updated my website, which, as you know, probably as an author, is you know a lot of us get behind. So you know yes. I was able to update yeah. that and do yeah. all that stuff. So it's it's not always what people think, but for all the people who think that. Wow, you must be doing a lot of writing because right. you're home. I'm doing less <laughs> okay. writing probably now than I would be if I was able to go out and do things. Yes. Yeah, and well, for me, I know I um do better when I have a lot of things going at the same time. I'm yes, not yes. great when I don't. So, I'm fine. My husband, he's working from home and I'm walking back and forth. I'll do this. I start I sit down, then I go do a load of laundry, then I go have some right. coffee. And I yeah. find myself just doing that, but I'm also, at the end of the day, a lot more tired because I'm going like, well, what did I even do today? I did stuff, but I don't even – and when you said you don't – the date, one of my friends said to me the other day, she goes, well, I said, well, you know, today we did this, whatever, and it's, right. you know, Sunday. So she said, it's Sunday. I go, no, it's Saturday. She goes, really? She goes, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, it's because I think it doesn't, it's just weird because then you go like, what yeah. day did I go to the grocery store? Wednesday? Yeah, no, you? I, you have to, you have to, you have to think about anything. And, you know, the other thing about this, and I don't know if if you share this or not too, Marcia, is that, when I'm writing, I really relish a routine. So, I mean, I pretty much do the yeah. same thing every day. I write in the morning because I'm a morning person. So I get up early and I'll jot some stuff down. Then I'll go out and I'll spend, you know, maybe a few hours, you know, writing and, 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 and kind of trying to become creative. And it's a, it's a routine. You know, my, I am not happy unless I'm out of the house early someplace trying to come up with something. And then later I come back and I'll try and put it on the computer and do all this stuff. But it's, it's, it's a, it's, I have a ritual. I have a routine of how I work. And this, obviously, as it has with a lot of things, has taken me out of that and changed that. So that, that's, that, that, that becomes a problem. Well, for, like Fran, like Fran, you're in the house a lot. I, I could never do what Fran does. Fran, you could read yeah, so yeah. many books, I can't believe it. Okay, so I have, uh, did this affect I have my you at all? Chair. I mean, yeah, I it can't does. believe it. It does. <laughs> I, I have to get up and I have to get out. I have to walk. If I don't have air, I get really nasty. <laughs> I have to have air. <laughs> I have my little, my my little reclining chair. But you see, where other people type on their computers, I found a way around not having to go to my computer until I'm seriously ready and I have a discussion where they're telling it not to delete my book review after I write it, which yeah. it does a lot. Yeah. So I type it on my notepad on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And then I yeah, email it yeah. to myself so I don't lose it. Then I email it to myself again so I really don't lose it. Then I, I put it on my computer and I save it 27 times, literally, <laughs> so I don't lose it. Then I pray to God that I remember which one I want to post. And I post it, they say, <laughs> I know. like the last scoop, real one, post on Tuesday. Don't forget right. yeah. to do that. And it's just, then when I go to look for it, I go, I can't find it anymore. I know. Yeah, I have my chair. And my yeah. chair is very comfortable. And uh, but if I don't take, if I don't get out two hours a day, either to walk around or we don't take a ride, I I can't handle it. And I, yeah. so what's happening now is that the books are not coming. And I've got I had thirty requests I counted in the last two weeks from publicists and authors to do book reviews, and only two came. And I finished one in an hour and a half. It was really good. And I'm reading one about a girl that was it was on Facebook that she's in the, she was addicted and on drugs. It's called Strung Out by Erin Carr. And that's kind of hard to read. But the books are not coming. They're hard to get in print. Um, more requests for interviews and stuff like that. But it's hard because the authors, the publishers are getting PDF and digital and friend won't read those. And that galley. I have to have the book in front of me because of whatever reason. It just bothers my eyes. Yeah. So that, I've learned that, that it, it, it's getting harder. And then I think something that happened, and I won't say who did this because you're going to know who it is, Dick. Uh, somebody asked, <laughs> yeah, seriously, somebody asked me to review a book, and I said, are you sure you really want me to review it? I was really incensed. And the person said, we really want you to review this book. It's great. We want you to come back on board. 
I said, only if you really want. And I was really polite, and I said, okay. Three weeks later, yesterday, I said, I just want you to understand the reason I didn't review the book is because I didn't get it. She said, well, we ran out of some. I said, there's always Amazon. I said, but don't worry about it. I've got plenty to keep me busy. I was like, excuse me? Okay, I wonder why, I wonder, I actually really wonder why. I, I think, you know, like, I, I know we can't go out, so, like, my husband will go downstairs and he'll get the mail. And I'll go, what, do you have mail? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, he'll bring up one little thing. I go, what? I mean, because, yeah. you know, I think actually, I think a lot of them are, are getting sick. And I think yeah, yeah. they have cut the service and, you know, they work so hard. You know, they're even delivering stuff on, you know, when people started to be working for the post office, they did not count on all everybody ordering things from shopping and all the stores. And they used the post office. So a lot of it comes that way, QVC, you know, HSN, all these stores. So they are really, really busy. So yeah. if they cut them and if they're sick, it's probably too hard. I mean, they can't get it all done. And, and let well, me just say from a, Go ahead. Well, well, but from the other the other side of this, too, in terms of the what Fran was just talking, mm-hmm. and, you know, Fran and I have had this discussion about print books, and I know that's what she – and she's not the only one. There's a lot of people – uh, right. That you try and get the book to, and you say, well, I can, you know, and my my publisher will be, well, we'll send them a digital thing, and they're like, no, no, I only want to read print. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's not, there are there are a number. I'm I'm sort of in between. I'm old thing, but I can read, you know, online too. But in this time, um, it it is really difficult. And just me personally, for instance, I did a uh, book giveaway recently. Um, and I got like three winners, and it was through Fresh Fiction, which is a site that did it. And uh, they, the guy, well, here are the three winners. And I'm like, you know, and I have, to, and I have to send, I have to send them the books, and I can't do it. And I just wrote back and I said, look, I have a problem because I cannot go to a post office in New York City right now. I mean, it, right. it would be a really, uh, you know, serious uh, beyond anything that I'm doing because I'm basically staying right. confined. Uh, and the last thing that you want to do is go into a post office and stand in line yes. to deal with people. Um, and everybody was cool. So I wrote, I had to write emails to these people and say, look, I'm really sorry, uh, but you'll get the book as soon as, you know, I'm able to do it. But even my publisher has the same situation because when I'd yeah. spoken to them at one point and somebody wanted a, somebody very important wanted to get a review copy and I said uh, – and they were able to do it, but even them, they they basically say, well, look, if unless it's really urgent, can you just convince them to take digital? Because, you know, they have to, you know, they have to go out of their way to try and mail a book in a very difficult situation too. So, um, I just think the print, the mailing of print copies is, you know, unless you're ordering them, you know, online from, you know, yeah. one of the stores or something, uh, it's very hard. Now, on the other hand. The ebook situation is great because I yeah. mean, you can yeah. you can you can order an ebook if you can do it, and yeah. I you know and I'm reading I'm reading you know some ebook stuff now, um, and and I I'm one of those people who once I sort of discovered ebooks I sort of now like them because I you you said uh, Marcia you like the audio, the great yeah, thing about them. ebooks is you can uh, you can do so many things you know and the main thing is you don't have to carry books around so if you go on a trip right. You can have yeah. ten books, <coughs> sorry, ten right. books on your uh, on your iPad or your Kindle, and you don't have to carry a lot of books. So, um, so, I mean, those are all the things that people are dealing with. I keep with telling, right I, I know, because I tell Fran also. I always say to Fran, just try an audio book, please, because I I think it's such a great experience, and you know, it's it's just so relaxing, like because mm. you're not looking at anything, and you're not looking, you know, you know, uh, I've mentioned this many times on my shows because you know people really love to find like oh this person didn't put a comma in or they didn't do anything you know they didn't get the they didn't put the paragraph something happened right, but right. when you're in an audio book you you're just listening you know and yeah. i think for authors out there especially new ones they if they listen to books on tape i think it's really an, a good experience to learn how to write well because sometimes you know like uh, let's say in your in your book or like when you explain something like a lot of times they say oh you don't really want to write just what the room looks like right but you do really want to write what the room looks like because when you're listening to it you're going oh okay this is what it looks like okay and the closet has a lot of clothes in it or whatever and and you and you understand where they are and i think that's a good thing but 
when you, sometimes in a book people tend to skip things, but when you're listening to it, it comes alive for me. It's it's more it's like it's like watching a TV show or a movie. And yeah, I have well, to tell you, why, one yeah. of the one of the coolest one of the coolest things in the world uh, that you know I have found is listening to like in my case uh, a woman reading being my character in an audiobook because it's you know she's speaking in a woman's voice but she's speaking my words and you're hearing your that's words right, that's and it's strange, weird right. because it's yeah. almost like you're hearing them from somebody else but they're actually your yeah. words and it's it's a very interesting thing uh, if you've written a book to actually I guess it would be the equivalent of seeing it on a screen or something in TV yeah, or movies yeah. but then they'd probably change yeah. it this is they're actually reading the book the way you wrote the I know, you know, but you know that. And uh, I have a book called "To Life." It's a Holocaust survivors book, and um, I, I, this was the last book I had somebody do as an audio book, and I, when she sent it to me, I'm thinking, oh my God, this sounds really good. She must have added something to the book, you know, because what? Oh, it sounds, you know, it, I, I didn't remember actually doing that, and then I started, and I. Looked and I took a copy of the book. I went, oh my God, those are my words. Because I'm thinking, oh, it's the way she was saying it. And it matters a lot. And I made I made several mistakes, yeah. which I have mentioned. I think in audiobooks, it if the voice does matter. And I, it's not that I don't like the voices that did it. I think I should have done it in a little different way. But once you're with Audible, it's for many many years, so it's okay. But the next one, but I, it is weird when you hear the voice. And you know you yeah. hear your words, and it's almost like you didn't write it sometimes, and it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, and yeah. then you realize well, it is your words. Well, I think also, and as an author, the further you get, like when you read a when you've written a book, and then you've read it like you know fifty times or whatever, you know, at some point it all like starts to you know sound the same to you, and it's very hard to put yeah. it in perspective. But when you yes. step back. And I found this not just like listening to Audible, but if, if you go back and look at something you wrote a long time ago, maybe, and, and you'll pick it up, and sometimes you'll cringe when you see it, and you'll say, ooh, oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. could do better. But other times, I'm actually like, wow, I wrote that. Wow, that's pretty cool. I can't believe <laughs> I, I don't remember how I wrote it or why, but I'm actually impressed by myself, you know. Um, but I, I think, because I think... Uh, I think anything that takes us um, away from what we wrote or separates us a little bit, whether it be Audible yeah. or yeah. Time or whatever, uh, really makes a difference. And this is coming from somebody, not not my current book, but I just turned in my next book, which will be out in 2021. And, uh, you know, you, it, there comes a point where you've read it so many times, and I'm sure you both have gone yeah. through oh, this, yeah. that mm-hmm. it's like you don't even know what you're reading anymore because it's just, right. you know, you, you've gone through it so many times. Fran, do you go back? And read it and read. I try not to read what I write. <laughs> this is where, this way I won't hate it. No, I'm serious. I, I know. Um, <laughs> which is reason why I can't use an audible because I need somebody to be dead on the other end of the phone, and they have to be a dead person, and they have to convince me why they should stay alive at the end of the, the story. So basically, I write it, and then I tell Maxine to read it, and then after she sent it to me. And I correct my mistakes. I also have a, have a process because I told her, please don't tell me how many grammar mistakes I have because I know I corrected them. You fix them and just tell me what the content is that I have to fix because yeah. I don't want to be bothered with commas and periods and stuff like that. But I do read it over eventually. And then I yeah. ask my cousin to read it over. And then I ask, my husband won't read what I write. He never does. I don't know why. And um, he, he just doesn't like I don't even know. Um my, my my nephew read one, and he said, oh, my God. I go, yeah, okay, never mind. And um, yeah, my cousin edited one book for me, and somebody else edited another one. But I'm waiting for Maxine to see just how many, you know, errors I have. But she corrects my grammar because I don't want to be bothered. I can't. And as far as audibles, um, it's not that I don't want to listen to an audible. I can't, I can't do an interview after doing an audible. I have to have the book in front of me so that, like this morning, I wanted to add something to Gabriel Vachon was on, and um, yeah. I wanted to make sure that I got all of the characters right. So if I had the book in front of me, I could at least say, well, uh-oh, I'm running out of questions or something, or what, what was the chapter I wanted to write about, and it's probably got a circle around it and X's because I destroy the book. No, seriously, I do. Mm-hmm. So, 
Don't be surprised. Yeah, if I think the last you know, right? Uh, you know, um, I think, and during this time, you know, so Dick, do you think um, we? I, my other show last week, I think we were talking about the fact of we, some of us that are authors, think that some of our writing will change by the COVID, you know, uh, virus. How do, do you feel like you've changed at all in your thinking, or maybe some of your writing will be different in some way? I I don't. You know, I did a I did an interview. Um, about this a few weeks ago with somebody who it was a series of authors and how, you know how mm-hmm. we're you know a lot of questions about the the virus and how it affects yeah. us and uh i mean my answer would be no i can't imagine how and the second part of that which is the other thing everyone always wants to know is would you be writing about it and i i mm-hmm. really wouldn't want to you know um, no in no. the same yeah, way right. that you know like look I mean, there's certain things that you cannot avoid in your books, but to me, to me, the books yeah. that I write and other people write, um, they're they're like an escape from things. They're like fiction. Right. They're like it's an imaginary right. yeah. world. Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 this is such a, a serious thing. I mean, the, the one I would the thing I would compare it to would be like 9/11. I mean, I know people have written books about 9/11, yeah. but I've never really, I mean, I've mentioned it in books. Um, yeah. I know there are just some topics like this that I think, um, I mean, there's a couple things, uh, one of which is it's just they're very painful, they're, there's no real upside to writing about them, they're just very difficult to write right. about. Right, I don't think it uh, would I don't right. want to do right. it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. The fi- and the other thing about these things is, and I hope this is true with this thing, a lot of these things are very, um, are very pegged to, to a point in time. So in the best of all possible worlds, a year now, if I wrote a book, a year or right. two now, from now when this book came out, Hopefully this would all be behind us. There'd be a vaccine, and and people wouldn't yeah, worry about it. Thing, it would right, seem right. very dated. I, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. I have like a lot of times when I wrote something in a screenplay, and then should I change it? Because that, as far as you know, like should you say Uber? Should you say Lyft? Or should you say taxi? I, I say taxi now because I figure there's still taxis anytime yeah. from the very beginning of time till now. Uh, so. People, like you may say Uber and they'll go like what what's that you know but yeah, taxi yeah. will be the same you know a phone it is a very different thing because the phone I mean I notice this a lot of movies I'm in older movies you watch and going yeah yeah that would have look how long it took them to piece everything together but if you had a phone you just call it in or something you well know? and yeah this is another whole issue though and this is something yeah, that I, I have to deal with a lot which is the yeah the the, the technical aspects of the media so we've got Twitter and you know right. Snapchat and you know everything yeah. you know uh, Instagram yeah. um, and uh, and the whole world is different so um, it's so much different than writing a book you know like one of the older books about a reporter where right. a guy goes to a yeah. payphone yeah. and, and calls yeah. it in and he has to go to the library to get information and I've right. books like right. that right. and and right. you yeah. have to do this balance which I try and do you have to do this balance yeah. between including some of this but not not too much because first off yeah. It all moves so yeah. fast, a lot will be outdated. But um, yeah, I, I always say that my admirate the one the one person that I thought really was figured out the best way to do it was uh, the late great Sue Grafton. So she set all the Kinsey Malone books, you know, in that period. Uh, I guess it would be like the '80s before there was like an internet, before there were cell phones and all that. So, you know, it's like Kinsey was just doing the job the old-fashioned way, but it made sense because of the times, you know, the time it was set in. So if you yeah. set your book, that's it. That's one way of doing it, and I know other books that have been like this. So if you set your book in the 70s or the 80s or something like that, you can get around all that. But I've never done that. I've always written contemporary, um, yeah. and you do run into the issue of having contemporary problems. The other one I have is that, uh, you know, I... I would, I, my last character was about a newspaper reporter at the New York Daily News, and uh, the New York Daily News almost went under. In fact, it's still a very struggling paper. And then suddenly you're caught up in all this. Well, wait a minute. In real life, the paper that my character works at may not exist anymore. Then what I do with I my know. character in the novel, you know? So uh, you, you run into a lot of real-life problems like that. Yeah, I think that's a problem. Right. So that's the only thing I could say. You know, for me, I, like as writing about this, no, I, I don't think so because um, – I, I may have a character that was maybe running, you know, leaving town or something because, of, let's say, that they just, you know, would, had worked on it and they needed a break or something like that. But I don't think I'll be writing on that. And, Fran, do you, you agree on that? You probably won't either. I won't write on it at all, no. Yeah, it's too, right. um, yeah. 
Yeah. You, you have to really be careful when you write in because people that are going to write on it, this is just my opinion, are going to get too political. And they're going to write different, yeah. different right. points of views yeah. about different people. And I just really wish they would let my hairdresser do my hair. Just throw that in seriously. We all need work on our hair, believe me. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's upsetting to know that he's busy cooking on the internet. If you see Louis Fader, you know that's my hairdresser cooking and <laughs> making these delicious things that I can't eat anyway. But, yeah, um, I, I, I don't think right. so. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, no, I can't no. write about something like that. It's too too personal, too sad. And I, I would hope that when this is done, everybody would write something, you know, more like they like to, but something a little happier, something that yeah, will make well, people want to smile. Yeah, you know, look at they, right. This is a, like I decide a few. You know, I do change as everybody knows. In the last ten years of shows, I go. I'm going to do this. Then I go. Oh no, wait a minute. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I decided. Oh, maybe I'll have a political show or two. And then so I had one. And then I made the decision. No, I'm not having one. <laughs> I had one. And I'm thinking like because I do change my mind a lot because I just you know I go with the flow. But then sometimes I decide you know I didn't like the idea that I came up. It's my idea. So I just, when it's my show, I'll do it. I, I'm changing it because it, I do agree political because it can get the wrong you, you just you know it's not necessary and I wish people that I hope if they're listening this I hope if they're on Facebook and they have to do something political I think they shouldn't because I really don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. to put bad things in about any party or whatever and just let's move on and hope that we have everybody getting healthy and well and really concentrate on the health of people, not other things. So I'm hoping that eventually, whatever this is in history, I'm not going to be doing shows on it, I don't think, because it does, it's a problem. And when I see posts, sometimes I hide them because I don't want them on my wall because I just don't think it's a good thing to do, you know. And uh, so I'm hoping maybe people won't do it as much. I mean, we started out with Facebook and all this. It was kind of a way of communicating and, you know, meeting people and having some fun and just, you know, learning new things and not sad, you know, or bad. Because I've seen a lot of sad stuff, so I don't do that either. I just put on very little about me. It's my books or my characters or whatever. So, you know, and I don't, you know, I think all, you know, like, Dick, okay, you, you cancel, you've had things canceled that are things that you always do when a book comes out. Right. So right. Uh, this for you is going to be a difficult, so what do you, what kind of social media are you using Well, yeah, so, I mean, just real, I mean, just real quickly to show, so every year, pretty much the past few years, I've gone to most of the major conferences. I mean, I've run into both of you, you know, at them, but I mean, I go, I, I pretty much go to like, like at least a half dozen uh, every year, and it's fun because it's travel, but um, uh, so far this year, Malice Domestic, which would have been, I guess, this weekend is now just, that's been canceled. Obviously, uh, Thriller Fest is canceled, mm-hmm. VoucherCon. Uh, Deadly Inc., which is one I, I used to go to in New Jersey, has been canceled. So they're, they're pretty much all gone. I also had a big launch party uh, that was scheduled for the Mysterious Bookshop here in Manhattan, which is like the this great place in downtown Manhattan. And, of course, that's closed, so that, that isn't going to happen. So, yeah. um, so you know, and, and, and obviously I'm doing a lot of social media. I'm working with um, my publisher and the idea of possibly doing a – a virtual launch on, you know, on Zoom, you know, where I'm, you know, where I'm talking to people on screen and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's been things like that. I'm doing a lot of stuff on social media in terms of interviews and blog posts and all that kind of stuff. But what, what you lose is to me, which is probably one of the best things about being an author, is that kind of personal one-on-one touch you get with readers. You know, people always talk about yeah. selling one book at a time to one reader. But if you go to these things and it's like you'll get, you know, even if you're not like a best-selling author, you'll get somebody that comes up to you and they go, you know, I read your book. I really liked it. When's your next one coming out? And how did you write it? You know, and you'll wind up having conversations with people and talking to people about the book or them or you or anything. I think that's, and, I think uh, that's the greatest thing about being an author is having someone yeah. mention your character like they're a person. This I love. Yeah. <laughs> I and like and I lo- what, I, what I love especially is when uh, I've run into this a couple times where people actually know more about your character and your book than you 
you do? Like they've corrected me and they've said something like, well, and I'll say, no, no, and they go, no, no, don't you remember in the third book you did this? And I go, oh, my God, I did. You're right. You know, uh, because they're like, got, they got, and you, you know, it's such a, a compliment. Um, but I'm, that's what that's what I really miss. I miss the, the great things about the conferences where you saw not only other authors but fans. Yeah. But like I say, going to a book signing or going to an event at a bookstore, uh, and, you know, all these people, the mystery field is one of these areas, I guess maybe science fiction is sort of like this too, where you have people who are so focused and obsessed on, on the field and the yeah. area. And, and, and they're so... They really care so much about the books, and they ask you questions, and they sometimes criticize you. And they'll come up and say, "Oh, I wish you hadn't done that with the character." But all of that is great, you know. And and that's a lot harder to do when you can't meet people in person. Yeah, I think. Well, like Fran, I, I know one thing. I always say in all of my shows a lot because Fran has this remarkable. Uh, it's a trait, and it's really she. No, she understands everybody's mm-hmm. characters and books. Yeah. And very few people do that. I mean, you know, when Fran has a show, she talks about the characters, but she actually understands what authors write, even when the authors don't understand what they write. Right. You know, sometimes, because she does give that. And, you know, because um, sometimes uh, somebody will get through with a book, and then you'll say, like, what really is the book about? And they'll go, well... And then, you know, because when you have a lot of characters in books, it is, I think, it's for me, it's really difficult to write a, a log line or, you know, just a couple sentences. It, I find that harder than writing a whole book. So, and, um, but Fran seems to understand. Do you, Fran, want to have anything to say about that? Because when you I, yeah, book, I, you know what I do? they all say I that on your show. Yeah, I do. I, I surprise myself sometimes. Um, I'll sit down and I'll read like half the book. I just finished Winter of the uh, Wolf by Margaret Handler. And I said, okay, now what am I going to say about this? How am I going to start this review? And I'll just go inside and think about it for 20 minutes in my head. Yeah. And then I'll come out and go, wait a minute, I got this. This is going to be really different. Because I think when you're writing a review and you want the author to know that you actually read the book and understand it, yeah. you don't yeah. want to write, this book is about, the, it would put me to sleep. So my mm. beginning of my, including yours, Dick, wait till you see it on Tuesday, um, <laughs> it, it, ha- <laughs> it has to say something, but I have to tell you, it's, it's my course of my reading professor. When I took my second master's in reading, I learned how to look past what's on the page and deep down into what the book was supposed to say. And obviously yeah. I must have done right because there were only 35 people in the class and myself and one other were the only ones he said that had brains. And I just looked at him and I go, well, that's good. At least I'm not one of the ones that don't have brains. And, yeah, he failed everybody else. But yeah, well, so you, you have to get do. sometimes you get deep into the sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. you uh, a lot of times people when they're writing reviews, you know, uh, you know that they haven't read the book. So oh, that yeah. is oh, a bad yeah. thing. Uh, and I actually, you know, Fran knows what's happened over the years, but for I don't give reviews, you know, because I was a WGA agent and I never thought it was right to do reviews on things. And so, and then and when I started doing shows 10 years ago, I go, maybe I shouldn't be doing the reviews because that's really not what I do. And then I do a call, I've done a couple, and then they took them off. And I'm thinking, like, what? They took them off because I know that they, I don't know the person. They just were someone that maybe listened to my show or is on a, a Facebook friend. But they took it off. So I went, like, this is not happening. I'm not going to do it again. And I know everybody and their brother is worrying about how many reviews they have. I cannot let this get to me because I am not, I, a lot of people say, Oh, you read my book, I'll read yours. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. I, I don't really want that. I don't think it's yeah. the right thing. You know, just because I read your book, you're going to read mine. And if I give you a good review, you'll give me one just in case they don't, you don't like it. Then that's not right. So I think that's going on out there. Um, yeah. Dick, do you review books well, Dick, at all for people? I don't. No, I don't. I've been asked to. I do interviews. I'm uh, I'm uh, yeah. uh, a contributing editor for the Big Throw magazine, which is the International Thriller right. Writers. And that's pretty cool because I've gotten to interview a lot of big-name authors, you know, Michael yeah. Conley that's and good. Felipe Ryan and people. And um, and uh, so, But these are interviews. They're not uh, reviews. And I've been asked, but, I mean, to be honest, I just that's something I don't have time. And, and, and again, like right. I, I get uncomfortable because, like, 
you know, I have I have tastes just like everybody has tastes, and there are a lot of people who I'm sure are very good, but I don't particularly. I'll read their book, and I'm not I'm not a fan of it. And there are other people right, I love. Exactly. You know, like I'll read right, everything exactly. by Michael Conley. Yeah. But I would just like to I would just like to say because I don't know how much time we have left here. Since Fran time. mentioned that she's going to be doing my <laughs> my book on Tuesday, <laughs> I just want to make I just want to I just want to make a, I just want to pitch my book here. Uh, so just let me just tell you a little bit of. A little bit about that because, uh, and that'll get more people to read Fran's review than on Tuesday when it comes out, which I'm sure will be, yeah. uh, hopefully, be, will be good. Um, but uh, uh, so, so just real quickly. Uh, it, no, you have book, time. You the, have time. Don't worry. You have right, time. My book, Don't, The Last Scoop, which co- combines, um, which combines stuff about my media background with obviously my mystery interest, and. Um, so when I was a very young, very young man, I was uh, at the New York Post. I was uh, there when uh, Son of Sam happened. So, you know, the idea mm. of chasing after a serial killer has always been something I've thought about, how a big city media goes after it and everything gets, you know, uh, the, you know how much intensity there is. So, um, so this book is basically about my character, a woman journalist, Claire Carlson, TV journalist, um, chasing after a serial killer. And uh, the difference here is that this serial killer – is the exact opposite of most of the serial killers that you see in movies who, you know, like write taunting letters to the press and they have a name, they're the Zodiac or Son of Sam and I'm going to kill more and, you know, you're not going to catch me and all that. And my serial killer is basically somebody who's under the radar, who's been killing individual people for a number of years, but nobody has ever put the murders together. It's a serial killer. So, you know, the the line is... He's the most terrifying kind of serial killer. He's a serial killer you don't even know exists. And my my character is the one who discovers this link and then has to attempt to you know go after him. So you know it's it it you know it's a, it, it was a lot of fun to write. And like I say, I I draw a lot on my own I uh, own my own media experience in doing this, and uh, you know hence the title the the last scoop. But I think that that's, no, a, that's a good thing because when you're writing. Uh, you know, because when you've done this, and you know, it does help the book have credibility as the because then people say like, oh, what does he know about that, or what does she know about that? But you do know about it because you know people say, yeah, they well, are. I do. You know, I don't and care usually, but you know, but people, you did this, so you know yeah. it. Well, yeah. I, that's one thing. I I don't. I never. Yeah, because I was writing a book about being a lawyer or a police detective. Um, I might somebody might say, oh, that's not really what happened, right. you know. And I, yeah. But in writing a book about a newsroom, I know what happens. Now, having said that, I should always, I should also point out that when people, I, I, I get a kick sometimes when people say, wow, you know, you you've really given us a, a, a totally accurate portrayal of what happens in a newsroom. And the the truth is, it isn't because um, it's an exaggerated portrayal. Because most okay. most days in a newsroom, <laughs> most days in a newsroom, you come in and you put in eight hours and you do some boring stories and you may go home and Sometimes you have good stuff, but it's like any job. You know, not every day is exciting stuff that happens, but you you don't do that in a book. So in a book... You're able to take that and kick it up, and you know my my um, my my story on this that I always loved and remembered when I think about this. Um, it, you know, it was from Raymond Chandler, and you know somebody, a critic, once said about Philip Marlowe, well, you know, he's not a really it's not really realistic like it's a private eye because no private eye gets hit over the head every time he walks in a room or has a beautiful blonde, you know, coming in his <laughs> client. I mean, it's just not realistic. And Chandler's response was, you're absolutely right. It's not realistic at all. But if I wrote about what a private eye really does, you know, sitting going over divorce papers, nobody would read me. So that's kind right. of what we all do. We take you know, things that are real, but then, we, but then we, you know, we make them into a story. You know, it's, you do that in a TV show, you do it in a movie, and you do it in a novel. And that's a, that's a Well, apparently, that apparently really people are liking, going to want to like things like this now because Perry Mason is coming back. They're, they're doing uh, up, uh, I think there's yeah. a new series going to be not, you know, I, I forgot who I'm who worried the actor about is. that. Don't, doesn't that worry you though a bit because the old Perry Mason was so wonderful. I'm still watching yes. the reruns on yes. TV. But mm-hmm. I think the one worried. thing it would be interesting to see because they actually went day to day into the murderer and what they did and the little things that you don't always see sometimes when you're seeing it on TV. They, you know, yeah. They show a lot of murder and a lot of blood and things, but not actually how they're figuring out who really did it. 
you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so that might be interesting for a change because, you know, I notice myself watching some stuff and I'm going like, am I, re- I, I mean, there's so much blood sometimes. It's like I'm going like, really? And I'm a lab, I was a lab tech. Blood doesn't bother me, but it's like, oh, my God, they're this one's, they're just slashing and they're killing. I mean, on shows that actually, I don't even know, it probably shouldn't even be in the show, but it is. And yeah. you see this a lot. So maybe people will be ready to just, solve a murder like he does you know and because like you say what goes on in what you're solving you are solving something and it takes time so that's why it's interesting when you write because you're going into the not only the murder or what happened but you're also going into the person that is doing like you know the character you you are doing twofold so you're understanding the you know the murder but you're also understanding the person that is investigating so right that's interesting when and when a show does that well i mean like that's what law and order did for years because you not only saw the murder but you saw the prosecution you saw everything uh but um so you know i'm a huge fan of the original parent the the trouble is because raymond burr was so amazing in that role Uh, it'll yeah. depend on who plays the role and how they do it and, uh, yeah. you know, whether or not you, you buy that. But uh, the great thing about watching the Perry Masons, which are on like twice a day now because, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of time to watch them. But uh, yeah. they're on uh, like <laughs> MeTV here in, uh, in the East. And um, yeah. the great thing about them is it's such a simpler world because it's all set like in the kind of the uh, I know. late 50s, I know. early 60s of L.A. And uh, it's real escapist. You know, even though people are being killed, there's a certain kind of escapist calm you, you, yes. you, you get by watching them. Well, it's not multiple usually. You know what I mean? It's one person or whatever, and you're and they're also describing. You're watching them, and you're watching them in the courtroom. It's not just yeah. the last line, you know. Uh, so, like, like you said, like you know, the law. Some of the older shows are like that. You know, Law and Order was like that. You watch them, you know, go through everything. So I think people, yeah. are, I think it's going to probably do okay. You know, who knows? I mean, I don't really know. That could be a difference because now there's so much on TV. It's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have Hulu now. I have Netflix. I have all these things. Yeah. I'm going like, oh, and, then I'll and, have Apple. I mean, it's like, and then you look, and you don't even know what to watch anymore. You know, yeah. I and have, everybody I, tells I don't, you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody Go tells ahead. you stuff, you know, and they'll be like, oh, if you watch this show, and then you'll be watching that, yeah. and somebody else, oh, you got to watch this on Netflix I know. or Amazon Prime. I know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, so you... Do you have uh, any I mean, favorites? Like right now, Do you have favorites? Uh, Do you have favorites? Oh, yeah, well, I'm right now, I'm, uh, well, currently, I'm right now, I've been finally watching, and I'm behind on this. I, I finally caught up with uh, Ozark, which is on Netflix. Oh, I love Ozark. And, uh, and Fran, I'm in, do you like, watch Ozark? Three. Fran, I you watch I Ozark? watch books. I don't have time yeah. to watch television. <laughs> I have all these people that are driving me crazy to read books, but then, you know, there are some programs that I watch that are just for the sake of watching something that's not intelligent and that yeah, doesn't require right. that I have thing. to actually think. But Ozark, the characters are in- incredibly good. They're I wonderful mean, they characters. And, yeah. but, but, you know, it's kind of We don't have way. Netflix in, up here. We don't have Netflix on my television. It doesn't like me either. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the no, thing so about I, uh, the thing about a lot of these shows, and Ozark is certainly one of them, is they're they're very intense though. It's great acting, and great why. stories. I know but they you are intense. Yeah, and you can't you can't. As somebody said to me, uh, just we were talking, I was talking about the other day, they said, yeah, you can't be kind of like like doing your dishes or working on something. No, like that. well, when you're right, watching exactly. it. You've got to watch it. Yeah. See, that's. <laughs> I I have it's funny you said that because I have shows that I can watch when I'm doing something, but then I yes, have shows yes. that I can't like Homeland. I need to watch it. You oh, know, I watch another it one. That's another. Through. I haven't watched this one this season yet. That's my next. But uh, that's another one. It's so intense. Yeah. Yes. Know. Yeah. So I have shows right, and I've heard people say that I do that because really, because some shows, you know, and then actually. What I've done lately is sometimes if I I'm so get I'm going like I'm clicking and I'm going like oh I don't want to watch this there's like ten twenty I don't know yeah, ten yeah. series or whatever but then I go back and watch some of the ones that I did watch you know like Mad Men and I go and I always yeah. loved Mad Men and so when I rewatch it I'm seeing so much more. It's such an insight that I didn't get the first time because when you watch yeah. things over and over, like if you're doing, let's say, ten, like six in a row, it's so different than watching it once a week 
you know, on TV, then you might have forgotten some of the scene. But then when they do, and you're watching it over and over, you say, oh, and I didn't realize a lot of the things that I did the second time around, you know. Yeah. And so no, I find that's kind of hope. interesting. Did you ever watch The New Pope? That I loved. Yeah, That's for a minute. Pope, but then that, I did. I know I, I have them. a lot of them I watch for a minute, and then I'm done. Because then I yeah. go oh, I love the new, the, new, the New Pope was really a great series. I like that. Um, it was with Jude Law. My, my, husband, my yeah. husband likes The Office, which I don't like. He loves yeah. The Office for some reason. I you, mean the, you, mean, you mean the sitcom, The Office? Yeah, this is, I hate it. Yeah, because uh, you know like, what? It, it, because that's an escape. Uh, you know, and I de- actually yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I say let's like watch it. something light because I, a lot of them are intense. You know, they really yeah. are. So if you want to watch something you know, light, watch American, watch American Idol. You can see all the. <laughs> so, I, I left my head off last night because Katy Perry got dressed up like a hand sanitizer, <laughs> and I just looked at her and I go like, "How could?" I mean, this, the music was not great. This, their talent was, they think it's great. I think it was mediocre. Well, I, you know, right now, so I think I this is actually what people need. They need this right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. That's why like I watched it, because I think it, I yeah, have to watch right. twice you later. Know. And, she, so and, the, and my daughter, uh, well, too. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, so Dick, is there something we missed that you want to talk about your book or were you, you know, anything else? No, the, well, the only we other look thing for? that I'd mention, and you and I talked about this uh, beforehand, yeah. was uh, in addition to this book, which I read in my own name, I have another series, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which are written under the pen name of Dana Perry. And uh, there's a book out, which you've read, Marcia, and you read too, yes. Fran, called The Silent Victim. And uh, that came out, and that's online. And and these are on these are online books mostly, and uh, they're they're very cheap to buy. You, I think you can buy them for like. Uh, you know, and if you have the Audible, you have Audible. You can yeah, use the credit right? for Audible. That's what I do. You know, right for right. Audible. You know, and I got I, a new I, one coming out in in June, which is called The Golden Girl, and that will be out in June. So uh, you know, if you read, you have read another, one of my you, books. You're using, you're using Dana Perry. All right, let's. Just, I just want to ask you a question on this. Now, mm-hmm. you're using. Do you think you write differently when you write under her name? <laughs> what his Dana is a kind his. of a well, uh, Oh, yours is a his. Yeah, Dana's well, a, yeah, like uh, Dana Carvey and things. Um, I, I I was thinking. I don't write differently yeah, because of, of the name, not because of the name, but I write differently because of the character. So in other words, mm-hmm. my character as Dana Perry is a newspaper reporter, and I, I had this discussion with Fran on her show I think last week. And so there is some, you know, they're both journalists. They both live in New York, so there's some similarities. But they, but there has to be differences. It can't be the same character. And uh, mm-hmm. so my character Jesse Tucker in the Dana Perry books, I I write differently than my Claire Carlson character. Um, and uh, I would say the biggest difference between them, as I said to Fran, is I think Jesse is a little nicer person than Claire. Cause Claire is very hard driving and she can be a pain pain and a pain. Uh, where Jesse is much more a bit more vulnerable. But they're both I think pretty cool characters. But uh, so I do write differently, but not not because of the not because of, not because of my name. No, I was thinking of Dana as a woman. See, I was thinking of Dana yeah. as a woman. No, no, no I, it's a name that's supposed to you know that's you know like you know the you know like like Dana Carvey you know there's a, it's a, it's, yeah, a, it's one because of the names I, that I'll works for me. either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the thing I, you know, I mentioned to you before because of all the shows I've had, everybody has, like has different names, and I tried different names, and I then I went back to my own name, and now I think I, I'm going to go under Max Irving again, maybe, which is a book name I used to use because I used it as a man's name because of, for me. And this was many years ago. I thought it was just easier to be a man than a woman in that time. So you know, I mean, there's all kind of reasons why people you know, do different names, you know, but I think yeah. people sometimes write differently, you know, because I have a lot a lot of people that they never use their regular name, ever. They just yeah. don't A lot of times it's a marketing, it's a marketing thing. Yeah. In this case, I had yeah. written under R.G. Belsky, and they wanted it to sound like a different kind of character. But, no, it's a, it, it's a, the Dana Perry is me. I mean, I'm very, I mean, it's on my website who I am and everything. Cause right, I don't right, I know, because you're not, right, because it's not, that's what I'm saying, because it's not a secret. I'm not, no, it's right. not a secret. I'm. It's who. It's, that's just the name. Right. That's the thing. That uh, I do these under. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes people do after a while say, "All right, well, this is me," you know, and that's why Fran knows I did this. I came. I I was writing as a different name, and then I changed my mind because I kept talking about it on the show, and it was like I was so confused myself by who I really was that I just went, "Oh, fine, it's Marsha Casper Cook. That's the end of it," you know. But I I kind of like writing in different names, and I think that a lot of authors do. 
you know, and um, yeah. I just well, wondered what the voice in, was. In in my case, it's never been a decision on my part. It's been a decision. Right. Of the okay. So that part. was and, right, and, right. And I mean, and even R.G. This all started like back in the '90s. This was, and I had written a series of books under Dick Belsky, and then yeah. I had written a book with a female character, and the publisher at the time, which was a- uh, Avon said, well, we want, we want to use initials, you know, like J.A. Jans yeah. or something like that. Well, right, I remember we that because they didn't want to know who you were, man or woman. It didn't, right, yeah. right. So they thought, the, yeah. well, well, we'll just, like, leave it up in the air so it's not clear. And I, so I go, okay, whatever, and I, let, I agree to let them do it. And then, of course, they put my picture on the book, which kind of defeated the purpose of the whole thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. But that's how thing. I wound up being R.G. Belsky. And then, and yeah, then later I they know. were like, oh, we'll just keep that anyway, you know. Uh, yeah, so I know, these it's aren't, so these strange. Yeah. These aren't well-thought-out plans a lot of times. They just I know, sort of I know. happen, yeah. Well, right. Well, people that know me after know that I have no plan that I change. Or I do change all the time, you know, on what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, you know. But um, I do love shows and that. And Fran, is there anything you'd like to say at the end of the day here that we can say on the air? I'm going to still be Fran Lewis, so maybe I'll just change it to F. Lewis, or maybe I'll just call myself the great reviewer. (laughs) There you go. No, it's well, that's the one thing people my, need is a review. But if you look at your book review on my, on Tuesday, you'll know it. You won't know it's me because I don't All use right. my real name because I don't well, want I, Amazon I, to know it's me. And, um, and I should, I should point it, out that I'm going to. And I should point out that I will be on Fran's show next Tuesday. Yes, so, you will. So okay. Today, so. Yeah, so that's I'm early sure in the morning. This is like this is right. I know you're an early. This is actually earlier an hour for me, but. Fran is an early bird. Like sometimes at night, if I like, I know Dickie were up late the other night when I was uh, emailed. <laughs> I was yeah, emailed. yeah. But Fran, like I me. used to, I, I remember when we first met. Like we would be, I would be up sometimes till like two or three, and then Fran would be on there, and I'd go like, "What are you still doing up?" She goes, "Oh no." She goes, "This." Is, she goes, "I have. I've been to bed. <laughs> She's been yeah, to bed and yeah. up at three in the morning." You know, we all yeah, have different styles. Needed help with home. Somebody needed help with homework or something, and said, "Could you uh, please help me?" But basically, it was it was my nephew that before we graduated college, and he liked to annoy me at two o'clock in the morning and say, "I have a term paper that you have to help me write." But first, we have to listen to college humor, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. And I just wanted, I said, "Are you kidding me? Two o'clock in it's the morning? Well, you know, I got to yeah. write this." Go, no, no, you yeah. have to write it. But you know, it is it is sometimes um, weird how how these assignments I you know the assignments that some of the kids are coming up with now are really yeah, truly yeah I mean it's like really I mean so I it's kind of weird the way they are educating but hopefully it works I don't know I don't know sort we'll of. see how that goes sort of but sort of. you know so I so and your book will be out. Next week, uh, Tuesday. I can't believe it. Tuesday. Anyway, and, you know what? And, it's so weird because it's May. It's like I feel like yeah, I know. Like, you know, it's weird. I feel like it was February, and then now yeah. it's ever. Well, we you know, we miss spring because we haven't been able I know. to go out and enjoy spring. You know, so that's the I thing. Know. But yes, it'll be. But you know, obviously, you, you can order it online from all the places: yeah. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it. I mean, you can order print copies, or you can get the. Yeah. Ebook. Right. It's just what I feel badly about is that the you know that I would really be I'll really be happy when bookstores are able to go because we miss bookstores, you know. You know, and actually, I heard somebody say something in actually in the Chicago Public Library system. They are shocked at how many people are actually doing ebooks now from the library. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. and which is uh, which is a good thing because. Nobody was even going to use books at the library as much. They were going online, but now I guess they're going yeah. into the library. They mentioned that today in the news. So I, I think that was a kind of a good thing that people are reading, you know, so all it's good for all closed. authors. I don't know about yours. I always is closed. Well, I, maybe their e-book section is. I, I'm sure it's closed. No, here. everything's, everything's closed. closed. Everything's closed. But I think, but, closed. you know, they could tell the numbers, the stats uh, on what's going in and out yeah. of that. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. the e-books. And, you know, because yeah. it's, you know, listen, I, I, whatever it takes, people should, we're all on here agreeing on one thing, I'm sure. Read. Read. And read. Yeah. 
and you can still read. You can still read. And, and I like I have been doing what I probably do. I have been going through my books that are here, which I've got a lot of them, and rereading a few books that I like. And go, oh, that's yeah. interesting too. You know, so um, yeah, that's a that's good thing sometimes. Good thing I right. That's what I like. I did. Too. Yeah, I think you know. Listen, I think we're all being very creative on <laughs> the things that we do, <laughs> and you know, we're going like, oh yeah, I can do this, and then we know, you know, because there's like you don't have to have a time. It's so unusual to be not on a time schedule. You know, it's yeah, like. Yeah. Is it dinner time where we could wait an hour? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, no, yeah. no big deal. And, and, the weekend, and the weekend really doesn't mean anything, you know. So. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, it, it, you know, what can we say? Hopefully we'll be out this soon. I think, and I have a, a show on Thursday with Bennett Pomeranz and uh, Elizabeth Black <laughs> and um, Thursday at 3, hopefully. And uh, we're going to all get through this. So, all right, Dick, thank you so much for being on. Thank I wish you. you success with the book, and I'll be listening to it. It'll be an audio, right? Audio book? Yeah, too? Uh, I hope it will be. I don't know if it is yet, yeah. but it, hopefully it okay. will be. And, uh, okay, and, uh, and uh, uh Well, thank you. And, uh, Fran, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, yes, you will, yeah. on Tuesday. And Fran, Tuesday, right. Tuesday, what time, Fran? You can tell everybody what time. Uh, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on MJ Network. MJ stands for my sister, Marsha Joyce, uh, who I miss, and yeah, so I decided to name my network after her and my magazine after her, MJ Magazine, right. to keep her memory alive, yeah. And maybe someday I'll write a book just called MJ. <laughs> well, that <laughs> but, would be a good idea. That's my, That'd be a good idea, yeah, and, you know, uh, and then... Fran, uh, well, Fran does all the Fran does reviews before I would go off. So, Fran, if somebody wants to send you a review, I mean, send you a book, uh, are you still if taking books for reviews? If somebody wants to send me a book, um, private message me on Facebook. It's better than okay. me giving you my email address. And then okay. if you have a print copy, you know, just let me know. I'll add it to my pile when right. it comes. Right. I, okay. Well, me, I think you I will. will I think you'll get them soon. I, I do think so. You know, I think yeah, it, it'll just take a little. I'll open the door one. I'll open my door one day, and there'll be thirty-five books outside, <laughs> right. Right. and I won't know which one to read first. But of course, if it's you know one of yours, what can I say? <laughs> and to everybody, stay well, <laughs> stay safe, and stay right. well. And hopefully, this will be over soon. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank bye. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.